Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Hello, my name is Chima Okoli. I'm a 2012 graduate of the Belisario College of Communications with degrees in Media Studies and Advertising Public Relations. I am here with the fellow Belisario grad, Kevin Flintosh, and uh, welcome to Conversations. Thanks, Chima. Good to talk to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're going to be exploring non-traditional career paths where they can land you and some of the ramifications of not necessarily fitting directly into the box that your major would indicate. I'm excited to talk about it. It's definitely a path that has followed me throughout my career and uh, happy to help anybody else who's thinking that uh, if I'm doing journalism, then I have to become a journalist. And that's right, right, not right. The case. And, 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 and to be honest, you know, I'll, I'll start off with me. I, th- I think I'm, I am, uh, I am, I am the poster child for non-traditional uh, careers. Um, I graduated with, as I stated earlier in 2012, um, with my two degrees in advertising, public relations, and media studies, and a minor in human resources. Let me go ahead and humble brag right there. But um, I knew that going into the advertising industry directly, um, as I saw myself doing, um, it really wasn't gonna put me in a position where I was gonna be able to expand and grow. You know, um, I, I think it's very important in some, some job structures to start at the bottom of the ladder and to start kind of from the lowest possible point and work your way up. Um, but for me, uh, I knew that I would probably have to move to a large city and I wouldn't really be afforded the, uh, I guess, the flexibility in my career. I didn't want to be locked into something, right? I didn't want to be locked into working for an advertising firm or locked into working at a, uh, a media company in the traditional type of way. So I ended up going to law school in uh, Washington, D.C. at Catholic University, Columbus School of Law, graduated in 2017, uh, passed the bar the same year. Um, and I looked at it and I said, okay, well, do I want to go to court every day and become a lawyer? And Kev, the answer to that was also no. <laughs> so here I am with all of my degrees and trying to fit myself into a position where I'm going to be compensated at the level I feel I need to be compensated at. And also at the end of the day, a place where I can make an impact and 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 feel like what I'm doing mattered. Um, and so anyways, long story short, um, I graduated from law school in 2017. Um, while I was in law school, I, I, th- I think that my the 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 media personality, the, the enjoyment of media and, and communications in me just came out because I ended up becoming the lead student rep for the law school. So I was traveling uh, around the country to represent the school. I was committing in moot court. I mean, excuse me, competing in moot court competitions, and it was. It was a it was an ambassadorial type of role that I really, really enjoyed. And it it allowed me to go to places that I never thought I would go. Salt Lake City, you know, um, all the way from Salt Lake City, Boulder, Colorado, these wonderful places on behalf of the school. And I also fell in love with doing that. And I fell in love with people and I fell in love with how those things worked. And I looked at and I looked at my degrees and I said, well, I also love these things, but I don't 
neatly fit inside any of these boxes. I don't really perfectly fit inside any of these traditional parameters that a communications graduate would get into. Um, so I had the conversation with myself. I said, well, I need to leverage what I have and, and what I and what I love. And I also need to try and create a space for me. Because one thing that I learned is there's it's you're very rarely going to get a perfect outline, kind of a a, a cookie cutter um, image of what they're looking for and who you are. They they almost they they very rarely line up perfectly. Um, so that's what I did. And uh, February of this year, 2019, um, I became the associate director of admissions at Penn State Law School, and um, very very excited. It, it very very just happy to be back in State College. And and I think that the a huge lesson in coming back was you're not necessarily going to know what your immediate future holds, but you need to be prepared for it. You need to be prepared for wh whatever direction you might branch off into. And um, I, th I just think I'm a testament to that. So, you know, an, 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 a, enough enough about me, me and that journey. But I, I really think it's important for cotton grads who don't see themselves as 100% traditional work at a paper, work at a media outlet, you know, work in online marketing. If that's what you want to do, absolutely, right? But there's a lot more than you, there's a lot more to uh, communications. I broke it down like this. There's no industry on the face of the earth that doesn't require precise communication. It's a there's great not a point. single one. It's a great point, Jim. I mean, I, I similar to you, I, uh, I studied communications. I graduated in 2006 with a degree in journalism. And frankly, I um, moved around a little bit within majors. I was an education major for a little while. I was an English major for a little while. It all kind of mm. revolved around language and writing and uh, ultimately landed at journalism, uh, which is where I graduated. Right. And from my perspective, similar to what you're saying, not wanting to grow up uh, and work in an, in an agency setting, I didn't really ever want to write for a paper or a magazine um, at you know, 19, 20 years old. The thought of, of being on deadline, frankly, kind of scared me. And then naturally, <laughs> here I am, you know, 15 yeah. years later and saying, life is nothing but deadlines, right? Regardless of where you are, right. you're on a deadline. Right. Life um, is a series of deadlines. Absolutely. Uh, professionally and personally, right? Like, even Correct. things like making my mortgage payment, there's a deadline for that. Uh, you know, so it's, it's stuff right. along those lines that are always there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I uh, graduated, as I said, in 2006. I took a public relations job with the Make-A-Wish Foundation um, for the first uh, nine months out of school. Um, frankly, ran into financial troubles. Um, when you are uh, insistent on living by yourself and mm. you're living in Washington, D.C., and you're making $28,000 a year. <laughs> wait a second, uh, wait a second. $28,000 a year in Washington, D.C.? Yep. <sighs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I still remember my my take home pay was seventeen hundred dollars a month, and my rent was eleven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, so I was taking home seventeen, and I was paying eleven just for rent. So um, it's wow. before you get to food or gas for the car or right. you know having fun. All that stuff kind of went by the wayside, um, wow. and I ended up joining Accenture in two thousand seven, and worked in consulting for the last uh, twelve years. So uh, consulting is generally thought of as a, um, a path that folks who graduate out of SMEAL, graduate from the engineering college, right. they tend to go that, that direction. 
um, with Accentures or Deloitte's or Ernst Deloitte's, Young's, yeah. right? Uh, or those types of business and technology consulting firms. Um, but as you're saying, Chima, right? The one thing that's consistent across every organization is everybody needs a good communicator. So regardless of whether or not you study English, you study public relations, you study advertising, you study journalism, developing those writing skills and those communication skills are so valuable across so many different industries. Some of them don't necessarily jump out and, and slap you in the face, right? If I study accounting, I'm probably going to go become an accountant or work in right. the financial industry. The financial industry needs people who can communicate too. So... <laughs> Where we're coming from and, and the degrees that, you know, we're, we're graduating with from the Belisario College and the skills that those are helping us develop and what they're preparing us for, we as communications grads in non-traditional communications fields, we have right. to find, we have that ability to find where we can fit in within an organization beyond just the traditional thing that our degree says that we're prepared to do. Comms sure. prepare us to do so much more than just what the wording on the degree says. And it's really a matter of finding your passion and, and where you want to go. Right. And Kev, one, one thing that you said that I, I also you know, I, th I thought it was, a you know, you hit home on the fact that being in the College of Communications, it's, it equips you with the skill. It equips you with the skill to be adaptable. It equips you with the skill to understand that, hey, I might not have the full grasp of this situation, but I'm pliable and I'm flexible and I can get things done in a way that is creative and it might be more efficient because it's not locked into the traditional lockstep way of thinking. Do you get what I'm saying? I do completely. And I mean, where I'm at that's right a skill now. In itself, oh, for sorry, sure. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, like, the skill to be because the more and more I, I, I experience hiring, I hire people, I go through that process. I've had so many partners tell me, you know, you could come from the best Ivy League school, and a lot of people do, but the skill to be in that environment and and the skill to kind of be that Swiss army knife that I can count on you for a variety of things, it's extremely important. Versatility and dependability are two things that I, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing people who are quite frankly way above my pay grade, uh, way more important, that's what they tell me they look for, you know? And, and I think being comm majors, and as we, as we touched on, knowing how to communicate effectively knowing how to communicate effectively in a variety of ways and mediums, I really think that that skill in itself is something that's a bit overlooked because again, whatever industry you find yourself in, wherever you find yourself, you know, applying your trade, at one point in time, things are going to, you know, go belly up. Not completely, but it may seem like that for that day and you need to be able to get into the situation and add value, you know, and, and that's huge. I agree completely, right? So, um, where I'm coming from right now, so I am a data analytics manager uh, within okay. Accenture currently. So my role is we have about 470,000 employees globally. And my team is responsible for managing, uh, for lack of a better word, workstation compliance for all of them. So we mm. have a set of security policies that say things like the applications installed on your computer have to be up to date. 
your computer okay. must be encrypted. Things along those lines that basically allow us as an organization to stay secure in the event of cyber threats, cyber attacks, things like that. And for those listening to the communications podcast, not expecting to hear about cyber attacks, sorry to disappoint you. There you go. <laughs> but the, the gist of where it's coming from is, as, you, as we're kind of saying here, your communication ability allows you to get your foot in the door, right? It's one of the right. things I often say about right. your Penn State network or your personal network. That can get you in the door for a, a job interview or a, an internship interview or, or those types of opportunities. And then it's up to you to close. But having that relationship, having that network to get yourself in the door is a huge first step. And for me, communications and those abilities really served that, that similar purpose. When I started with Accenture uh, 12 years ago, you know, I was looking for an opportunity doing communications work uh, locally to the Philadelphia area. And uh, the only thing that was available at that point in time was a role with a, a pharmaceutical company uh, doing a technology upgrade. And for me, the most important things were communications and, and, and local to Philly. Um, and I took that opportunity and through being there and seeing the effort, we were uh, upgrading the company from uh, essentially, for lack of a better word, uh, old computers to new computers. <laughs> um, so we had 56,000 users globally that we were responsible Sheesh. for. Um, no big and, deal. Just just 56,000 people. No big deal, right? Just a few. Uh, it's it's nothing compared to the 470 I'm responsible for today. Um, well, that's what you got. Look what your hard work has gotten you. More responsibility. Exactly. So let that be a lesson to everyone listening. The harder you work, the more responsibility <laughs> that they'll give you. It's no, not a bad continue. thing because you're not a bad thing at all. Hopefully, if you're in a in a good position, your uh, your your salary increases with that as well. So that's that's always a nice goal to have to come along with. Amen to that. So, um, but yeah, so I I started off writing communications, uh, and I did that for. Probably six or eight months, and uh, ultimately the person above me uh, decided she wanted to go to nursing school and left. And rather than bringing somebody in new in that position, uh, they they asked me based on, as you're saying, the hard work, um, the the quality work product that's being generated, the relationships that I was able to build. Uh, I, I convinced a few people that that I could take on that that more. Um, that higher level of responsibility. And they asked me if I was interested and I was, and I stepped into that. So now instead of just writing the messaging, I'm responsible for both planning and writing the messaging. Uh, and then uh, similarly, person above me now uh, went out on maternity leave. And now they, they ask me again, <laughs> do I want to do this yeah. not just for the US, do I want to do this globally? Um, but see, Kev, that's a testament right there. Like that's a testament to A, the fact that you come in and you're dependable every day, right? And it's also a testament to the second point we were talking about. You didn't directly study statistics, right? Or data analytics or risk management, something that is, because I have friends who, who work for Accenture and Deloitte, and like you said, those are the type of things that they studied, right? Mm -hmm. And here you are coming from, because I wanted you to touch on maybe a little bit more of from consultant to your role at Accenture, which you really started already expounding upon, which is, you know, I'm really, really enjoying because again, that, you know, and, and I don't want to be presumptuous here, but I think I'm safe to say you didn't write that down. That wasn't like your exact plan that you, from day one, this is how it's going to work for me, you know? No, I mean, and, I, when I joined the firm, yeah. what I told everyone was I'm going to be here for two years. I'm going to, um, 
use this opportunity to figure out what I want to do long term. And then I'm going to leave and I'm going to go do it. And I thought that by 25 years old, I would have everything figured out. I'd have my career picked. <laughs> so wait, and that's you didn't have your forever. life figured out by 25? No. Get I, it I'm, 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 yeah, I'm 35 now. Uh, I just stepped into this new role uh, about two months ago. I really right. enjoy the work and I feel like, okay, now the, the, it, it wasn't two years. It was 12 years, right? It's a lot longer mm-hmm. of a process sometimes to find your niche, but I feel like I have found it, um, uh, through again, just, just the, the continuous opportunity, right? As, as a mm-hmm. lot of times they say, especially earlier in your career, no is one of the worst things you can say. Now, there's certainly industries where it doesn't make sense to accept every assignment or, um, you know, answer every question with an affirmative response. Sometimes you have to push back. But for me, what I found was I wanted to do comms and that's where I started. And by doing communications focused on a technology effort, I got to learn about technology and get into Mm. new tools and applications and hardware and different things along those lines that are applicable across numerous other areas. Similarly, if you go down a healthcare route, you know, there are, whether we're talking about, you know, pharmaceutical reps, where we're talking about people who work for uh, hospitals and health networks, they need communicators as well. They need people who can, especially, uh, especially in the healthcare field, because time, time is literally of the essence. So that yeah. just proves the point. And if you're looking, that the point. those those opportunities are things that you can pursue with a communications degree and, and have value. Um, educational opportunities. I have a few friends who graduated with uh, communications degrees who work for uh, Teach for America, who uh, started mm. out doing, I believe it was a, a, either a two or a three year assignment, but they, they started out teaching and, and essentially moved into more of a, uh, quote unquote, communi- I'm sorry, a corporate position within Teach okay. for America, where they're now not necessarily in the classroom, but they're the liaison between the teachers and the organization, you know, and, and right. based on their ability to communicate with people, build those quick relationships with people, all those yeah. skills and things like that, that we learn in the College of Communications, um, it, it puts us in that position that we're able to do more than just what our degree says. And I think that's the big takeaway I have here is there's so much you can do with it. You know, corporate communications, every organization needs to tell its employees something at some point, right? Whether it's, hey, everybody, there's been a change to our benefits plan. We're no longer using Blue Cross. We're going to be Aetna people from now on for our health insurance. That's a message that needs to be communicated. Or right. even, you know, the 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 orange A lot is going to be closed on Thursday. You know what I mean? Down to something so simple and so practical. One one thing you said, Kev, that that you know, you're, you're, and you're dropping gems per usual. But um, we've discussed careers in healthcare. We've discussed careers in technology. You know, and and we've discussed corporate communication, and and these are all things, as we said, that spawn off being able to communicate effectively mm-hmm. and and the other the other one i wanted to bring up was the exa- your, your teach for america example i would argue that the the primary trait in an effective teacher is it not communication is that not the most primary is that not the most primary thing that you need from someone who's teaching you need to 
take this knowledge, communicate it effectively. Yep, you need to know the content of what you're trying to educate your class about, whether we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, uh, kindergartners who are learning the alphabet or whether we're talking seniors in college who are prepping their theses. You know, w whatever it is that you're working on, you need to know your content, but you also need to know how to convey it. And that always also right. comes back to, again, communications and the things that the Belisario College is really prepping us to do as we get out into the industry. Um, again, there's nothing, none of, and I will say, none of this is to say there is anything wrong with a, a journalism major going and being a journalist, right? Some of us, I, I have some very good friends who are, who, who went that path and have been very successful and, and love their lives. It's just for someone like me, someone like you, Chima, what we studied wasn't necessarily what we wanted to make our career. And the, the hope that I have for this conversation uh, is that people can walk away and understand that there are opportunities out there, right? We talked on tech, we touched technology, we touched healthcare, we touched education, you know, corporate comms, as I mentioned, the messaging that, that, uh, that goes out regularly, right? I, I got an email from Penn State Athletics this weekend about parking lot Being and traffic changes for, oh, uh, for okay. the football season. <laughs> I right? thought they wanted you to be quarterback, Kev. Yeah, no one, no one needs that. I also think at 35, my eligibility is exhausted. Look, not, never Either that or never I'm exhausted. Die. It's one or the other. <laughs> um, but corporate comms, like that's that's a corporate communications example. People need to get those messages out. And how do I do it clearly, quickly, and concisely? Human resources, as you're doing, you know, hiring, interviewing. Absolutely, absolutely. Those engagements are important, right? If you want to, if you're more of a a social person event planning, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's through, let's say you get a job at a, a large hotel planning their event space, whether we're talking about conferences, weddings, birthday parties, that's a huge communication aspect that can really leverage, you know, a PR degree, an advertising degree, a media studies degree, the different programs right. that we offer coming out of the Belisario College. There's so much you can do with it beyond just what the name of your degree is. Shout out to media studies, all my uh, media studies grads out there, you know, continue to achieve and, and shine and guide the world uh, on the frontier. That was my shameless plug for everybody. But yeah, that's 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 absolutely correct. And I I, I think that. As you stated, there's absolutely nothing wrong with 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 going to work in a traditional career, but we're focusing on, you know, the the, the non-traditional graduate, because oftentimes you can feel as if though you're you're locked in or you're required to become something and i always tell people at the end of the day that's one thing that you need to legislate and decide for yourself because whenever i'm 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 encountering i'm encountering uh students as i'm traveling or prospective students and i'll tell them you know what's your what's your feeling on you know xyz this school or this operation or this or that and oftentimes it's well you know my dad he and i'm like listen I know that your parents want the best for you. I know that they're only doing what they can to ensure you're successful in whatever field that you uh, endeavor into. But I also know that you, you, I, I call it, I call it selfish season, right? You need to understand that if you are a non-traditional person in the College of Communications, there, to be honest, instead of limiting your options, I think it kind of blows them wide open, because as we've discussed, your skill set and the things that you are proficient in are needed in 
many, many different types of industries and different companies. And I would always say, uh, you know, I said at the beginning, find a way to fit yourself into a position. I was told by um, one of the biggest firms in DC that I was uh, working with in law school, he said, the number one thing that I'm looking for in a person is someone who I can train and who I can stand to be around in the firm for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, his or her acumen when it comes to uh, legal research or word processing or your ability to litigate, right? The traditional lawyer things, he goes, we can teach you those things, right? We can mold you into the employee that we believe we, that benefits the company the most. But that 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 intangible, just like whatever it is that you could possibly need, I can provide that. That's something that I learned at Belisario that I didn't even really realize I was learning. Do you understand that? You understand what I'm saying? I didn't even understand that I was getting the skill to because, quite frankly, I, I look at the, the the career paths that you know that I that I'm that I'm that I considered in the past, or you know maybe even in the future, and all I see is options, and that that's that's a very very that's that's a, you know it, it provides with a lot of heart because when you are non-traditional you you don't necessarily as i said before oftentimes you don't know when the next opportunity is going to present itself that's kind of how it works for example when they you know when they finally looked up and realized like you know hey kev how do you feel about data and analytics you, you i get I, I highly doubt you woke up that morning like yeah that'll be cool maybe that's what i'll start doing but the opportunity came and you were flexible and you were adaptable and you know here we are so that's definitely that's definitely a huge benefit um, to being non-traditional and to uh, moving into career paths that you engineer for yourself a little bit, you know, because at the end of the day, wherever you're going to want to go and work, they already know the type of employee that they want. So in entering that space, you also are building up your skill for the next opportunity. Right. And then like like you, before you know it, now you have, you know, five, six, seven years of this highly specialized skill, Kevin, that is developed and it's bona fide and it's certified on your resume and it's transferable to anywhere and anything that you want to do. And Penn State offers, even beyond the Belisario College, the university as a whole, uh, I don't remember the exact details. It's been too long since I was a student. But if there's a student Couple organization or a club or something like that that you want or you would like to see at the university that doesn't exist, I believe, if I recall correctly, it takes you plus two other students and one faculty member who will say, I'll be the, the advisor to start your own club, right? You find that area that you want to make your own and you make it your own, whether it's a club as a student, whether it's a job or a career path post-college, you know, you're, uh, you may yeah. not find something at 22 or 23 years old that is a perfect fit for you. <laughs> I don't think right. I did. I, I really don't. Where I'm at now, 13 years later, is, I think, as as close to a, a an ideal fit as I'm likely going to find. And that takes some time, and it takes some perseverance, and it takes the willingness and ability to 
learn and be flexible and right. be willing to put yourself right. out there. But right. when you and do sometimes those it types takes some things, bumps too. It takes some failure too, you know. Absolutely. I've had I've had <laughs> numerous we, we don't need to dig into how how poorly no, I've screwed up in my For past. us normal human beings, not Kev, you know what I mean? There we might be some screw-ups along the way. Oh, absolutely. And 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 frankly, it's uh, not to get all, you know, cliché on on people, but to me, I, I think it's really only a screw up if you don't learn from it, right? right. It, it, everything is a learning opportunity, whether it's a new skill, whether it's a new approach to how you tackle a problem. It, it, I always tell people that I work with and, and that I interact with, I have no problem providing feedback or input uh, or, or recommendations, right? If I have to give you the same feedback half a dozen times, then yeah, that's a problem. But that, that's <laughs> yeah. that's not an you know that's not an issue with anything other than you know do you do you if if I have to keep telling you or if you have to keep going to your supervisor and asking the same questions, are you really listening? Do you really care, or are you just asking them right. because you think you should? And that right. that work ethic, that desire to learn and grow, that for lack of a better word, that that just caring about what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Got to have really a fire in your belly when a, it comes to this. Yeah. It takes you such a far. It takes can take you so far in your career compared to, you know, you you may have the rote skills down pat, but as you're saying, you know, if you break your life down, let's assume you're you, you're getting eight ish hours of sleep. Let's assume you're you're working eight, <laughs> okay, Kevin. eight, eight hours ish, of sleep, huh? <laughs> ish on the downside there. Ish, Let's ish, assume you're you. working eight hours, right. eight ish hours, ish on the upside there, and, and you're commuting and stuff like that. As you're saying, the people you're spending the majority of your time with, excluding weekends, are the people you work with. So building those relationships, you know, uh, making good impressions establishing yourself as a hard worker and somebody that people want to work with that goes so much further than just look at this certification that I have or look at this degree that I earned. You can do Mm -hmm. a lot of things with a lot of different degrees. Belisario communication degree is going to open so many doors. It's up to you to pick which ones you want to go through and Hey, you may pick the wrong door a couple of times and there's nothing wrong with that. You, you learn from those, uh, I won't even call them mistakes. You learn right, from those right. things. I just, that call, I just you... call them experience. Yeah. It's just experience at the end of the day. Because that door that you could have sworn that, oh, I'd never walk through, maybe, you know, you trip, stumble, and, and backdoor your way into it, and you're like, you know what? This this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. As a matter of fact, I sort of enjoy this. Yep. You know, yep. But it would have been a door that you avoided completely due to the fact that, you know, because at age 20, 20, 21, 22, you do know everything already. So let's not, let's not kid ourselves. You get what I'm saying? So that that's, and the ability to adapt, the ability to, like you like I always tell people, I'm like, like you spoke about, they could have given your position to someone else, but you built your brand at that company. You understand? By showing mm-hmm. up, being dependable, submitting things prior to the deadline. You know what I mean? Like, not having your portion of the work be the portion that's always um, at large, for lack of a better term. There's so many small things that build up to your brand. And I always tell people, especially, you know, people who are recent graduates who are, are just matriculating out into the world, wherever you are, build your brand, add value to your brand. Because at the end of the day, opportunities abound. But 
they're not going to be squandered, right? They're not going to be given to someone that, whether it's a firm or an agency or a, a corporate, you know, a higher level corporate communication, wherever you find yourself, those opportunities are not going to be given to someone whose dependability is always in question or whose enthusiasm is mediocre or whose work product always needs to be given a once, a twice, or a third over. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you also need to position yourself in order to get these opportunities. And you need to have your brand, what is said about you when you leave a room, you need to have that as high as possible and 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 as few blemishes on that as possible, just so people know that your brand and your work product is strong and consistent because that's how those opportunities bounce your way. I agree completely. I mean, you, you, you said it as, as well as I think you can, right? It's a matter of you establish what it is that you do. And that doesn't mean here's my task necessarily. That means things like showing up. That means things like before you leave at the end of the day, Hey boss, is there anything else you, right. I can help you with? Uh, because those are the opportunities that, you know, maybe they weren't thinking of handing it to you, but because you're putting yourself out there and you're offering your your time and your experience and your expertise, not only is that going to help you build a relationship as somebody they can depend on, perhaps that turns into a new opportunity for you that you never even thought was imaginable. Never even thought of. And ends up being the path that you ultimately want to take. And the, and and that's that's what it is. If if you are a non-traditional uh, student in the, in the college in, in Belisario, or anywhere else, quite frankly, anyone else who's, who, who may listen to this, you need to realize that you may be uncomfortable during certain periods. <laughs> you know, you you don't have the, uh, and I don't wanna say the, the laid out track of a traditional path to a career, but if you are a non-traditional student, you need to realize that there are gonna be times when things are not neatly arranged for you, where your path is, um, you know, for, for, for lack of a better term, where, where your path can twist and wind and sometimes lead you into places you did not foresee yourself. So you need to be prepared for that. You need to be prepared for uh, the occasional uncertainty. So that's, that, that's also something that I really, really want to, that I just want to emphasize due to the fact that if you don't follow a, uh, a set manual or a set plan or a set path, there's going to be times where things don't exactly add up to what you thought they'd be. But resiliency is another word that I that I want to that I want to comment on, because you're you're going to have to pick yourself back up. You're going to have to put your nose back to the grindstone, because, quite frankly, when you get up to that level, no one is going to inquire about how you're feeling. If you get what I'm saying, yep. they it's, you know, most businesses are results based and results driven, particularly when you're new in your firm or your company or your agency. Do you understand what I mean? Yep. As you're starting out, it's all about making the good impression, putting in the hours, putting in the effort. And by doing that without even realizing that you're learning, you're learning quite a bit. Right. And not only are you learning things that they're teaching you, as you said, but you're learning corporate culture you know you know you're you're learning workplace etiquette you're learning things that as we spoke we spoke before about transferable skills you're learning about things that are now adding to your brand value 
when you first came, you didn't have all of those things that 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 that, that you learned. But now you have improved your brand value and you've improved yourself as an asset to a company. You're now more attractive. You're now like, you know what, man, he or she has uh, X, Y, Z years of experience. That now bodes better for you as your journey progresses. That now bodes better for you down the road when you want to continue to evolve or whatever the next step may be. And that's, and that's I, I think, uh, a good message to, to end on, right, is just because you're done with school, just because you aren't enrolled in classes anymore, doesn't right. mean your learning stops, doesn't mean your uh, education stops, doesn't mean your growth stops. You know, that, that really continues throughout your career, whichever path you happen to choose. The hope is that you, you know, build those relationships and, and find those opportunities and put yourself in a position that the thing you're gonna be continuing to, to learn about and skills you're going to continue to develop are ones that you know are are fulfilling personally professionally uh financially for your family whatever the situation is and what's it whatever right. is important to you finding that way to get in and find that niche where you want to develop yourself and your skills and your career and just because you start in one direction doesn't mean you're going to finish in that direction you, you've got those opportunities to really continue to grow and develop and as you build new skills, perhaps there's new opportunities you want to pursue, and that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You find that opportunity that you want to go down, and you go get it. Absolutely, go get it. Kev, thank you. This has been this has been this has been awesome. It's been it's been fun, and uh, hopefully, some folks were able to get some stuff out of it, and uh, you know, continue following uh the paths that that you and i have blazed so to speak <laughs> the trailblazers <laughs> the sacrifices that kevin and i have made for you all you're all welcome <laughs> happy to uh i i always say right I, I i learned a lot from those who came before me so if i can share some stuff with those who are coming up next the only thing i ask for is in a few years they do the same for those who are uh you know pay the, forward the, the real youngins at this point the real youngins, yeah, which is a sliding scale, <laughs> right? To say the least, right? All right. Well, again, show up on time, ask questions, and be prepared for what opportunity comes. I, th I think those are my last three things uh, that I that I'd like to impart on on anyone listening. And don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Thanks, Chima. I appreciate the conversation and uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care, Kev. You too. This episode of Penn State Conversations was presented by the Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The Alumni Society Board aims to help elevate the stature of the Belisario College through dialogue with faculty, students, the dean, and associate deans. The Young Alumni Council also aims to foster a strong connection between young alumni and the college to inspire lifelong support and involvement. For more information or to learn how you can get involved, please visit belisario.psu.edu slash alumni.